Happy Creepsgiving, Carl. Hey, is it Creepsgiving already? Gosh. The time flies when you're having a good time. Another year went by. You know, you're lucky I'm fucking talking to you. Why? What did I do? I hear you're stepping out on me with other fat Italians. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have new fat Italian friends now. Can I come? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes. Attention, parents. What you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Inducing thing. Hola, creepos. Welcome to a fantastic edition of your favorite true crime podcast, the show about creeps by creeps for you creeps. It's the creep off. I am your host. The tower of power, too sweet to be sour. The people's champion. And I also have my co-host here with me. That is one big pile of shit. It's hot. Car. Smooth as always, Vinny. What is happening, my friend? Happy Thanksgiving. I just realized this is like your favorite week of the year, isn't it? It is the best holiday. Yes. Because I still... Oh, have- you don't have to explain it. <laughs> we know why. <laughs> oh, I mean, go ahead, please. Well, no, man. I've had an appetizer of Halloween candy for a whole month. <laughs> right. And now I get to have a really big dinner. It's yeah, amazing. It's, it's the, there to make you more hungry. Agreed, buddy. Yeah. Right. So... We are going to be celebrating Creepsgiving again this year. Beautiful. Before we do that, yeah, I want to point something out. Please do. And I guess maybe you've communicated this, but I want to make it official. We've been having some uh, technology issues the past few weeks. Yes. Where our streams go down in the middle of the stream, and then we try to connect to a new stream, and everyone gets annoyed, and it's annoying. And we've had some things where we've had uh, different times of day that we're going. You have fixed the computer issues. I mean, I don't want to jinx it. Yeah. But it I, seems like you fixed the computer issues, right? Yes. So very quick thing. We share this computer with my other show, The Carlson Cast, and I have different people that run the board out here during that show. And they updated some stuff that was in the background that I did not know that they did because they're, usually- They're dipshits is what you're trying to say. You got a bunch of dipshits over there working. No, but- <laughs> I looked at everything involved with our broadcasting software, yeah. everything involved with like Windows itself because Windows had to run an update. Yep. And I'm like, what the fuck could this be? So basically our software was trying to run the stream and render everything at the same time and it was just destroying the CPU and the video card was not connecting to the process. So it was yep. causing everything to crash. Sorry, everybody. So now that we've solved that issue, you can expect consistent shows Mondays at noon Eastern that actually stay online the entire time the show is going, which is great for me because I don't like doing two shows. We've it- never really done two shows. <laughs> that last Hall of Fame episode, 
Holy shit. I was like, all right, that was a great show. But you're like, nope, none of it recorded. Start again. Fuck. I felt bad about that. (laughs) It's all right. It was a good episode, though. It came out good. Good. It did. It's on the Patreon right now. You can listen to it. We uh, talked about Dan Schneider and his dirty, dirty foot fetish. Hall of Famer Dan Schneider, who created more kid TV shows than anyone in the history of uh, Hollywood. So that's creepy right there. Before we get too far into the proceedings here, we need to talk about last week. Let's talk about last week's show. Let's do the quick recap from our pal Tucker Dixon. Okay. Hey everyone, Tucker Dixon here with your weekly recap. Last week's show came with good news for everyone here. Just because you die a virgin doesn't mean you have to stay that way. That's right, it was Undertaker (laughs) week. And spoiler warning, they both fucked the corpses. Vinny's creep was a woman who was attracted to a very certain type of man. And I'm going to let her describe her type with her very own poem. Roses are red. Your face is blue. That makes me as wet as the morning dew. Whereas most of us can't wait to get home to have a stiff one, Carl's creep couldn't wait to get to work for the same reason. His work life reminded me of my ex-girlfriend. One day a crack whore. The next day, a cold, stiff woman who's unresponsive to my vigorous thrusting. I I mean his vigorous thrusting. (laughs) That's all I got for this week. So just remember, what happens on the embalming table stays on the embalming table. Tucker, out. Well, Carl, without any further ado... Let's discuss the results. I had to have won. Kent Douglas fucked a hundred corpses, so I can only imagine. Your crackhead was no match. What? For my crew, Karen. Oh, I got 49% of the vote to 51% of the vote for Vinny. So close. I feel good about it. Oh, I need I need the cousin Ruse to come through for me here, fellas. True believers. I believe what they call this, Carl, is another... Winhausen for the Winhausen. Mm-hmm. Thank you to all of my true believers for helping me beat Carl again. Yeah. Thank you. Congratulations, Vinny. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Carl, I believe that means I have to go first today. What a just pain that's going to be. Oh, God, I hope it's not another marathon of a story that you've come here with today. I've got pages, you motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I got great. pages. All right, I'm going to set the snooze on my phone for 20 minutes from now. I'll see you all then. Can you do me a favor and ring that bell, Carl? My creep today was a very attractive lady. Ooh, it's a lady. (laughs) Her name was Omaima Nelson. Interesting name. She was born in Egypt, Carl. Oh, I was going to say, either they made a syrup named after her or she's from uh, the Middle East. Okay. Yeah, Middle East. Okay. B. Final answer. Got it. Now, uh, here's a picture, Carl. Mm-hmm. Early, we're talking 1991 is the year. And, and she hadn't cut her hair since 62, it looks like. That's the look. Yeah. Oh, my God. So apparently she's quite the stunner for them because she was working part-time as a model, part-time as a nanny. She had a thing for sugar daddies, Carl. You could be a part-time model, <laughs> but you wouldn't be able to quit your other job. Part-time model. So- she basically was working these bullshit, like, attractive girl jobs, the nanny, the housekeeper, whatever she could do to find money. But she also would go out and find dudes and then rob them at gunpoint and uh, take stuff from them. It's a trap! Pretty much. I like how you said hot girl jobs are being a nanny and a housekeeper. Yeah. Well, I've seen housekeepers, Vinny. That's it's not true. a hot girl job. <laughs> you never seen mine. Either way, she gets, she's basically... Your, your wife is lot. very attractive. Your wife She's is very attractive. She's robbing people. Yes. But she also went even further. She was also a little bit of a shoplifter. This came out later. 
uh, they found out that not only did she move in quickly with sugar daddies, then ending the relationship and stealing valuables from them, Omaima had also been arrested for shoplifting in pharmacies on one occasion in a local department store. She's confronted by two female security guards. Oh. They're like, we know you're stealing. And it wasn't one of those sexy videos where they do the cavity searches. And it wasn't one of those videos from San Francisco where they just let you walk out with $1,000 worth of merchandise. Nope. I would rather watch this video. <laughs> yeah. The DA claimed later at her trial that we're going to talk about that she bit the breast almost off. What an asshole! Of one of the security guards that tried to stop her. And then she went for the crotch on the other one and what managed the to- What the fuck are you doing? I mean, we're talking like nine and I'll bite you. She's a psycho. Yeah, she was going for the dude's, the lady's crotch and she's like, get the fuck off of me. And they let her run away into the fucking night. They let her walk like an Egyptian into the night? <laughs> into the ether. Now, she managed to get away. She ended up being apprehended. Uh, after a number of short-term relationships, though, she ended up in Orange County, California. She was scraping by. Mm-hmm. And then she one day or- Orange County is not a place where you scrape by, by the way. Well, is that like one of the richest places on earth? She found herself <laughs> a quite the interesting gentleman, Carl, okay. playing pool at a bar. Yeah, she liked older men apparently. And uh, the senior deputy district attorney in the case uh, said that this guy, Bill Nelson, mm-hmm. had a red Corvette. Mm. Red cowboy boots. Mm-hmm. He was kind of a flamboyant, large belt buckle kind of a guy. Sweet. He owned a cattle ranch in a large Texas. Large belt buckle kind of a guy. That's, that's how he was described. That's a good way to describe someone like that. Paints the entire picture. Right there. Got it. Got oh, mama! It's yeah. It's it's like the wealthy Texan in The Simpsons. A hundred percent. And he had some money. He had five kids. He had a granddaughter who's seventeen. She's twenty-two. Okay. They hit it off, Carl. Of course. How long would you like to guess before they got married? Oh, let's see. What was the story last week? It was like 14 days it took before the yeah, little young, bit longer. Before the young hot chick married the old rich guy. Three weeks. Three weeks. Okay. Yep. That's how you yep. know it's love. They got married in California. They went on a road trip to go visit his kids so he could show off his new wife. Okay. Well, yeah. Makes <laughs> sense. Imagine being this guy's kid and just like, meh, meh. <laughs> Look who I brought home, kids. Is that our long-lost sister? Or? It's Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Obama's your new mama. Yep. So the holidays are coming up. And that leads us to Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. November 28th, 1991. Everyone thought everything was good. These Nin- two wait, were- 91? 1991. Oh, okay. I thought you said 81 before. No, 1991. Okay. Everything was fine to everybody. They thought the two lovebirds are having a nice holiday. Well, December 1st. Shockingly. Wait, that's not Thanksgiving. Please. Uh, Let me do my presentation. God damn it. Oh, I think you're cheating, but okay. Don't interrupt me, cunt. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A man named Jose, who had dated Omaima before she married Bill, finds her at his doorstep, claiming that her husband had raped her, beat her, forced her into days of bondage, and she told Jose that she got one of her arms loose and hit him with the lamp so hard that she had killed him. Mm. She also helped Jose, asked her if she could, she said, Jose, can you please help me get rid of the body? Now, he goes, see, see, let me get my shoes. What he did was he went into the other room. (laughs) See, see, let me get my shoes. He fucking called the cops. He's like, hola. (laughs) Hola, polizo. Policia. (laughs) She offered him 75 grand in two motorcycles. Okay. 
to help her get rid of the body. He calls the cops. The cops show up within minutes. I think I would have helped her get rid of the body for that. That sounds pretty uh, good. She said she denies everything to the cops. She sure. says nothing. I don't know anything about this. He's crazy. Bill's in Florida on a business trip. Yep. Whole smart. story. Smart. Well, it was smart, but then they decided to go to her uh, checker car for drugs or guns or anything because, mm-hmm. you know, she came over here, confessed to a murder. Well, that's what cops like to do, by the yeah. way, too. That's their favorite fucking thing to do is well, find shit. She went over to Jose's in the red Corvette. Okay. okay. And when they started looking through it, they found a bag in the passenger seat and it contained human organs, Carl. Oh, so not Coke. Not cocaine. No, okay. no, no, no. The coroner's investigator that responded to the scene noted some characteristics of the organ, saying, yeah, you see those little black spots there in the lung? That's carbon from smoking. Mm-hmm. They were just like, yeah, we think this is an older gentleman's lungs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they go to the house. They found human hands in frying pans. Okay. Wait, in frying pans? Yes. Like currently? Yes. It's just mm-hmm. sitting on the stove. Two human hands and two separate frying pans. Cooked in with white turkey meat. Mm-hmm. She had fried the severed hands with vegetable oil to reportedly try to get the fingerprints off. Okay. Even more body parts were found in the freezer at the home. One of the cops reminisced. There were, when I looked through the refrigerator, there were hot dogs, there were carrots, and in the back Greens, was- beans, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ram, and dough. And a human head. That's it. (laughs) The human head of Mr. Nelson was in the back, and apparently she had tried to cook it in a deep fat fryer for some reason. Oh, like one of those ones you use with the whole turkey? Yeah, man. He's a Texan. You know he's got a big one. Yeah, okay. That's fun. She's got a lot of explaining to do at this point to the police. Nope, not at all. This is an open and close case. (laughs) She claims at this point. He kidnapped me. He was holding me. He was butt raping me. Mm-hmm. He was just doing terrible things to me in this bedroom. He strapped me down. So the police go into the bedroom where she claimed that this had happened. And they immediately noticed that the bedposts were broken and that the bed and box springs were soaked with blood. Okay. Now, they also looked at Bill's legs, which apparently <laughs> were chopped off and sitting on the fucking kitchen counter. Sure. And they saw that around the ankles... There was lots of marks that suggested that maybe Bill was the one that was tied up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's role-playing. Your yeah. turn, my turn. I, I get it. I understand. After the autopsy, they discovered that he died from 25 wounds to the head. Now, okay. those wounds were inflicted by an iron mm. that they found that was broken. Yeah. Like an old school cast metal iron. Yeah. It was, it was no match for that head. It was no fucking match for that head. Also, she stabbed him in the chest multiple times with kitchen shears. Before she fucking dismembered him and started cooking how many with his times, body. How many times did she kill this guy? Exactly. It sounds like many times over many days. Well, she was very upset about the rape. That yeah, apparently, right. after the rape kit and all that shit, and uh, yeah, there was no evidence of anything. There's that. And according to the DA, the body had been cut with such precision that the coroner's office wondered if she had done this to other people. Like, apparently she was quite good at it. Okay. Now... They had to weigh out the remains, Carl. He was a 234-pound guy. They discovered that he was 80 to 100 pounds lighter. I've never heard of this. What are you talking about? They took all of the remains of this guy, the organs that they had, everything, and they weighed it. Why? 
I don't know. <laughs> I've never what heard the fuck of that. do I know? <laughs> they take it to like a truck weighing station and just plop everything they had on there. Let me answer your question, please. How should I know? I'm retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Thanks. He was 80 to 100 pounds lighter. Okay. And they tried to figure out where the fuck could this meat have gone. Mm. Yeah. According to the neighbors, they said that they heard the garbage disposal running the whole weekend. Yep. Until it seemed to have broken. Only a few hours before Jose found Omaima on his doorstep. So she was just going to take her time. She's cooking up parts of this guy. And she's taking her time, stuffing him down the disposal. Sure. Watching fucking Charlie Brown's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Watching the Macy's Day Parade. Yep. And this fucking guy is dead, bloodied all over the fucking house. Even more troubling. A psychiatrist had a conversation with her after she was arrested. Yeah. And she admitted to cooking his ribs in barbecue sauce. And she said that she tasted them. Oh. So she admitted to cannibalizing her husband. Okay. Not in a Thanksgiving way, which I thought would be weird, like some cranberry sauce, some fucking sure. stuffing. Yeah. No, she went fucking like Texas barbecue is what we had here. Now, her trial, they it's found It's the way her- he wanted to go. <laughs> She actually consulted the will and said, all right, for you, you're such a good husband. The jury found her guilty of second-degree murder, 27 years to life. That's my creep, Omaya Nelson. All right. Well, that's a fun story there. That is a vile story, and I refrain from vomit sound effects. You're welcome. Wow, you got real butthurt about that. I fucking hate that people got all upset about sound. It's a joke. Can um, Vinny not handling criticism well be on the bingo card, please? Can we get that added, Tucker? Thank you. Byron David Smith is my creep this BDS? Week. Yeah, BDS, a retired security engineering officer with the U.S. State Department, had dealt with his Little Falls, Minnesota home being burglarized several times in as many months. He installed an alarm system, complete with video cameras aimed at several areas around his house. Then on Thanksgiving Day in 2012, he sat in his basement with a rifle and waited. Oh, no. Smith moved his truck from the driveway prior to the break-in to make it appear as if he weren't home. Then an hour later, two teens in hoodies can be seen by the video surveillance casing the place before entering the property. The teens were Hallie Elaine Kiffer, 18 years old, and her cousin Nicholas Brady, 17 years old. So they're a 17 and 18-year-old just breaking into houses. Both of whom were unarmed. All right. Smith had suspected Kiffer and Brady of having been responsible for at least some of the earlier break-ins, and they were later suspected of robbery of a retired school teacher that had occurred earlier that day on Thanksgiving. Let me give you uh, the, the recap here. The teens had no idea he was armed and waiting for intruders from his chair in his basement with an audio recorder set up on the bookshelf. What follows are excerpts from Smith's actual recording, which served as a key piece of evidence in his murder conviction. That's right, Vinny. He... Audio recorded this all happened. Well, he wants to be found innocent because, you know, this is self-defense. People are breaking into his house. And I have, and this is not a joke. I do this as a joke set up a lot, but I have the actual audio of this guy shooting the intruders. I swear to God, if house. I hear Yosemite Sam right now, <laughs> I'm coming I promise you. I promise you this is real. And uh, there is a silencer on his rifle. Listen to this. That's that's Nicholas breaking the glass into the house, right. and then Nicholas comes downstairs. Oh. Oh. 
You're dead. Notice he's whispering. That's because the cousin. effect. That's because the cousin, Haley, is upstairs and she didn't hear this. She doesn't know this just happened. So he sees that this is a kid. He so clearly sees this oh, as yeah. an unarmed kid. Oh, yeah. She shot him three times. You just heard that. The kid was obviously down, uh, and he shot him again, uh, making sure he was dead. Oh, no. Next, here comes his, his cousin Haley coming down the stairs. Oh, sorry about that. Dying. Bitch. Cute. I'm sure she thought she was a real pro. I'm sure she thought she was a real pro, he says, after murdering her. Are you off your fucking meds or Dude, something? This is, this is some of the craziest shit. audio we've ever played out here. So then this Carl, guy. Carl. This guy was a real jerk. <laughs> you think? So then he starts talking into his audio recorder, and this is all being captured oh, and was later played during his trial. I did not like that audio, Carl. Brutal. 18-year-old girl. I feel a little bit safer. I'm totally safe. I'm still shaking a bit, but a little bit safer. That's the uh, bloodlust. to live in fear. He feels a little bit safer. refuses to live in fear. And then he goes on to explain why he doesn't care about killing these intruders. They weren't human. I don't see them as human. I see them as vermin. This bitch was going to go through her life spoiling things for other people. Thieving, robbing, drug use. So basically, he's calling them vermin and saying that it's not just them breaking into his house today. These people are going to live a life of crime and cause lots of problems for lots of people. You know, Weege in the uh, chat made a good point. He said he's dumb for recording it, but that doesn't make him a creep. No, no, definitely not. I mean, honest to God, Carl. You think it's funny? Are you laughing? Don't fucking laugh again. That's terrible. This whole thing is awful. Well, he keeps that talking. audio is horrible. This audio is brutal. He keeps talking, too. It's all fun, cool, exciting, and highly profitable until somebody kills you. Like, I give a damn who she is. So basically, he's saying, now this, he's standing over these dead bodies, and he's saying... Ah, little Pennywise, all fun and games. I'm in. He thinks he's a good person. Oh, no. He's doing the right thing here, Vinny. I try to be a good person. I try to do what I should, be friendly to other people, help them when I can. Try to be a good citizen, not cheat people, be fair. And because I try to be a decent person, I'm a fancy. I'm a sucker. They think I'm there for them to take advantage of. Is that the reward for being a good person? So he thinks he's such a great guy they're taking advantage of him. He's just yeah. a sucker. So when did the cops show up? Well, that's actually interesting. I got one more audio clip. And um, this is where he explains the reason why he had to kill them. Now, these are 
unarmed teenagers coming into his house. But he explains what would have happened if he had just called the police and had them arrested. And if I gather enough evidence, they might be prosecuted. If they're prosecuted, it might go to court. If it goes to court, they might be found guilty. If they're found guilty, they might spend six months, two years in jail, and then they're out, and they need money worse than ever, and they're filled with revenge. I cannot live a life like that. So... Uh, him. So you thought this whole thing out, huh, sir? <laughs> Obvious. Uh, this is obviously premeditated. Oh, Jesus. Incredibly, despite the two bodies being in his house, these two dead bodies, Smith didn't call the police until the next day, stating he didn't want to bother them because of the Thanksgiving holiday. You know, when they showed up, I have audio of the police showing oh, up to good. the house. This is how he greeted them. He was blasting music. <laughs> I got her, boys. That bitch is down. What a fucking Def- lunatic. His defense throughout the investigation and his trial was based on the Castle Doctrine, a 17th century English common law that holds that individuals have the right to defend their property against a trespasser. In most states in America, this includes an individual's right to defend a home or vehicle against any perceived threat without the need to retreat first. This is like sovereign citizen bullshit, yeah? Well, it's kind of, yeah. I mean, it's self-defense. Okay, I'm just saying, though, like, this is kind of a crazy fucking thing to go in court with, right? I mean, people have gotten away with it. You think about um, Zimmerman, George Zimmerman. Yeah. That was his defense, and he wasn't even protecting his property. He was just protecting himself. Yeah, but he was also, like, in an altercation with someone. Correct. Correct. This person's in his house. This person snuck up behind a kid and fucking (laughs) shot him. Like he was fucking playing Buck Hunter. In the 2012 shootings of Kiffer and Brady, Smith showed a similar resolve to mete out what he saw as justice. If you're trying to shoot somebody and they laugh at you, you go again. He said as justification for the additional shots fired on Kiffer after she had already been incapacitated. At Smith's trial, the jury considered the number of shots fired as excessive, even under the Castle Doctrine. They also believe. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, you think? Maybe you should have done that. They also believe that Smith moving his truck to give his home the appearance of being abandoned and thus luring the burgers to his property. Counted as premeditation. He thought How about the audio confession of premeditation? He thought Does he was going to get away with this. Yeah, so uh, in April 2014, Smith was convicted of four counts of murder and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. One of the jurors would later say that it had been the audio tapes that had sealed the verdict for the jury. Quote, we were dealing with a deranged individual. The yeah. juror said, sure. this guy did not do himself any favors by creepily whispering that these people are vermin and need to die. I think you just didn't understand the assignment here, Carl. What's that? This is the creep off, not the uh, patriot off. Okay. Oh, this guy- if you believe in the Rittenhouse verdict that you need to vote for Carl. <laughs> <laughs> a vote know- for Carl is a vote for Kyle. Uh, this week's the creep off. You know, I did shows this weekend. Yeah, I never ever discussed shit, but Mark and Polito and I were chatting, and a Rittenhouse joke was birthed from the chat. Okay, and uh, I can never do it again. Right, it was topical. Not, yeah, it was yeah. topical. But it was uh, I was at a bar. They had a drink. It was called the Rittenhouse. It was a chaser followed by three shots. <laughs> 
That's good. And I, that was Mark's joke. And I tagged. I go, yeah, I thought that was very distasteful. I didn't want that. I had the uh, the bald one. It's a single shot. It's a single double. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, yeah. Some, topi- some topical humor. <laughs> I'm Vinny. Good stuff. All right. So vote for Carl. Byron David Smith is my creep for creepiest Thanksgiving clusterfuck, whatever it is. Uh, well, Carl, again, my creep cannibalized her husband. Yeah, no, we heard. People. Your story's she tried over. tried to rip a woman's titty off with her teeth and try to call another <laughs> that wasn't on thanks- That wasn't on Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. But. <laughs> All right. Uh, we get any voicemails this week? Do we have a sponsor for our voicemails? Certainly do. Sweet. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the City of Syracuse. You've heard of the Turducken. Now try Syracuse's own Tourette Awesome. See you in Syracuse. <laughs> That's good. That's oh, a good joke. McBride. Well done, go. McBride. I need the voice of Syracuse. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into some Tourette voicemails. Awesome. This one I'm actually with this person on. I think you are a, a piece of shit, Carl. But I'm seriously reconsidering that this dude doesn't do his fucking consequences. And the new fucking stuttering John book thing on his fucking. Wow, I don't know how to see. Listen, he's reviewing the fucking book. I don't think he spun the wheel and got the book. He's doing it before so we can do the audio book and not the written report. He's ruining the sanctity of this fucking show. And he's not even sorry about it. He doesn't care. I told producer Chris about this theory that I'm doing the audiobook just to um, get out of doing this consequence. You're not getting out of fucking shit. And he actually offered to write the book report for me. So this is great. I Hopefully, the next time I spin the wheel, that's what I land on. Yeah, you don't think I know it was him? <laughs> just the fucking greasy hair stains, flop sweat all over the fucking thing? All right, we're not. he's not here to defend himself. All right, this is um, a voicemail that came in uh, through the WATP voicemail. Carl, you motherfucker, this is for the creep off. And the reason I'm calling this number is because you're the biggest fucking creep out there. Mm. Let me tell you why. Okay. Okay? I signed up to be a Patreoni. Hooray. Good Thank for you. me. Thank you. Until I get about three bonus episodes in, and instead of Googling lyrics, you, you son of a bitch, play Alanis Morissette. Oh. Making, making it to where I, 38 years old, having never paid to listen to Alanis Morissette, I've officially been tricked into it. And there's thousands of other people that you tricked into paying for Alanis Morissette material. Mm. This morning, I wake up, instead of going for cereal or a nice plate of eggs, I'm thinking to myself, I think a nice hard cock sounds good right now. <laughs> and, uh, that does. Oh, no. Alanis Morissette. No underlying issues there whatsoever. <laughs> you know? You fucking globalist. You've officially turned all the frogs gay. Okay. And that's why you're a big fucking creep, you son of a bitch. What he said. 38 fucking years, and you ruined my street. All right, sorry about that, sir. I didn't even know what the lyrics were. I thought I did, and I was incorrect. Well, I have one more voicemail, but ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to remind you again. It's been a while since we've discussed it. 45 45 seconds. 45 cock-sucking seconds, people. Not average. Tops 45 seconds. 20 seconds is better. Hey, Vinny. Hey, Carl. Joel Pell, DP. This is the first time I'm ever going to vote. I've listened to a lot, but this time I, I actually voted. You see, the chick is creepier. They both fucked corpses, but what makes the chick the biggest creep is the fact that she 
is a classic female, becomes emotionally attached to these corpses and fucking stalks them beyond the grave. She goes to their fucking funeral. Probably, probably, just because this is what I know about chicks, she's probably going to the funerals to make sure they're not cheating on her. She's a fucking creep. She can't just fuck them and leave them. She has to fucking follow them around and be in every aspect of their life, even even after they're done with the relationship. Fucking weird. Good point. Um, well, shit, Carl, I don't know how to hang up on my wife's car. Um, here we go. Love you. Okay. Right. Uh, so yeah, I lost by four votes, but God, I I thought I deserved it. Now that you made that point, it's pretty good. I got one more. Yeah, you did better than you deserve. <laughs> I think so. I have one more voicemail for you. This is for you, Vinny. Oh, great. Hey, Carl. This is a message for the creep off. I'm looking at a live stream, a message from the fat one from Vinny. And I can't stop thinking about how he looks like those character characterizations, the drawings that they do at the beach. And it's <laughs> can't stop thinking about it. All right. Call me back or go fuck yourself or something. A uh, caricature is what the word you're looking for, sir. Video looks like an exaggerated caricature in <laughs> like real life. <laughs> in I real- do have a giant potato head. I really do. <laughs> in real life, like if you went up to a caricature artist, he'd be like, oh, I guess I'm just doing a portrait today. <laughs> it's fine. Let me paint you like one of my French girls. <laughs> uh, All right. That was mean. All right. And funny. Agreed. Are you ready for a scum parade? I'm going to hit the music today, Carl. You do it, buddy. Driving Tune. Love it. Draper, Utah, Carl. Yeah. We got a couple of creeps in this story. Okay. The police department has identified the suspect <laughs> as 32-year-old Paul Francasso. Yeah. Police say two men entered a Papa John's in Draper on Sunday evening around 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. They'd come to pick up a pizza order they had ordered ahead of time over the phone. Good, yeah. That's how you're supposed to do it. Yep. Employees explained their system was down and the order had not been processed. Hmm. What do you fucking mean the order has been processed? I called you on the phone. It was How do you a telephone have, call? You can't say to the guy over there, make the fucking pizza? Right. There's other ways to communicate this information. Yeah, I mean, come on. Next so, story. Steve no. Jobs. He didn't accept excuses. Did you know that? That was one of the his um his styles. I don't know how long I would have lasted working for Mr. Jobs. Managing a company. He thinks that employees should be expected to find solutions wherever there was an issue that came up. These lazy assholes can't make a pizza because the computer system's down. Do computers make pizzas, Vinny? Not to my knowledge, Not to Carl. my knowledge. If they did, I'd own one. <laughs> a pizza computer? Fuck yes. Pepperoni, please. Jesus Christ. I worked Coming with the, up, people's champ. I worked with a guy. This oh, is, be heaven. This is no why. He had this invention. He was trying to get off the ground. That actually baked a pizza in a vending machine. 
So you'd go up to the vending machine, you'd order your toppings and everything like that, and it would actually bring the dough down, and it would bring all the toppings, and it would cook the thing, and I think it took like three or four minutes, and then it would just pop out for it. See? Pretty good idea, huh? I put one in here. Pretty good, I, pretty good invention. Is there a prototype? Is there what I There was. Test? There was a prototype. It was the worst pizza I've ever eaten. <laughs> it was so bad. Even bad pizza's pizza, Carl. Anyway, so what else with this story? Well, the two men became very agitated at this, obviously. Mm, yeah. They began, you know, saying, hey, you fucking idiots. They swore him in a little bit. At least give me some of that garlic sauce. That fucking garlic sauce is amazing. Just fucking dip in. Yeah. <laughs> fucking lick your fingers. <laughs> when the two men were asked to leave. got too leave, excited about that. They refused. They're like, where is my fucking pizza that I ordered? Like the computer's dead, man. The suspects eventually left, but returned to the store around 8.45 p.m. that same night. Five to six gunshots were shot towards the store's front entrance. One victim recalled seeing the glass shatter in front of him while ducking on the floor and crawling back for safety. Another victim sustained cuts on his face from exploding glass shards. The victims told police that the suspect was riding a blue and white dirt bike when he fled the scene. Now, I'm just going to say, if you're going to pick up your pizza, take a car. Don't take a dirt bike. Well, he, when he went back, he wasn't going to get pizza. What he was doing, Vinny, was what the boss should have been doing all along, which is disciplining these employees correctly. Correct. This is like Kyle Rittenhouse all over again because he had to be the exactly police. Exactly like Kyle Rittenhouse. Had, Kyle Rittenhouse had to be the police. There was a power vacuum, and these, these managers aren't managing their employees, and so now there's a management vacuum, and now the customers have to go and discipline these employees. Good for them. Well, the They're not going to have that excuse again, are they? Oh, we couldn't make the pizza. Next time, they'll figure it out. Fun story. About 10 minutes later, police drove by a home with an open garage with two men and yeah. a dirt bike to match the victim's descriptions. <laughs> that's, really, that's really stupid. Police were able to identify the suspects using surveillance footage and finding gunshot residue on the suspect's hands. Matching clothing and handgun and the dirt bike were found at the residence. Was it one of those... Uh Italian living rooms where it's got the screen up in front and they got couches and TVs in there. Uh, That's what I'm picturing. Because why else would you have your garage open with the vehicle that you just escaped from a crime scene? <laughs> readily visible. Can you imagine? Like they're getting dragged away by the cuffs and like the, the old Italian grandpa down the goes, Where's my shakaroni? Shakaroni's <laughs> <laughs> the funniest pizza. <laughs> there is no funnier pizza than a shakaroni pizza. It used to be pineapple pizza. That was the punchline. No, now, no. it's now it's a shakaroni. It's baby. always a shakaroni. All right. So, <laughs> a 23 year old man was arrested Wednesday in Japan. God, yeah. Yeah, for uh, punching his one month old daughter to death. How small of a dick do you have to have to get into a fight with a one month old girl? Well,. He was having a rough day, and he said he hit her because she would not stop crying, and he was suffering from stress. Mm-hmm. What was this guy's name? Fucking Natsuki Nakashima. Ooh, that sounds good. I'll have two of those, please. That's that, that's delicious right there. A Natsuki Nakashima. <laughs> Did you fucking eat it? You fucking good prejudice. Stuff, good Jeez stuff. Louise. All right, so... uh this is a fucked up story. The girl was taken to the hospital, pronounced dead. They said they investigated it. When the ambulance arrived, they said she wasn't breathing. And the hospital, handling the case, notified police of the possibility of child abuse. What's the appropriate age that a girl needs to be in order to beat her up in Japan? Do you know? You have to marry them first, Carl. Ah, I'm old-fashioned like that. You gotcha. have to marry them first. I mean, it's still family, though, technically. The man lived with his wife and four other children at the time of the incident. Yeah. 
that Japanese guy had had it up to here. (laughs) 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 Couldn't take it anymore. Do you think he did like the fucking Bruce Lee one inch punch for the one month old? Yes. That's all it takes. (laughs) It's just like, you know, your fingers like the way it just one good fucking jab. All right. Well, in a couple of weeks, guess where I'm going, Carl? Alabama man. I'm going to be Alabama bound. An Alabama man has been arrested on charges that he had sex with two dogs, Carl. Two dogs? Yes. One's not good enough for Alabama man? Well, apparently one's going to have to be because after having sex with one of the dogs, he killed it. Okay. Ronald Clayton Gilbert III, 32 years old. Like, this is an old man crime. This is like a guy who's been on a farm forever. Right. This isn't something a 32-year-old does. Well, I mean, if you do meth for enough time, it will age you pretty quickly. That is accurate. He's charged with bestiality and aggravated animal abuse. According to court records, the alleged animal assaults happened between January 2020 and November 2021. On the bestiality charge, Gilbert is accused of having sexual intercourse with two different dogs. In the one instance, charging documents say Gilbert then took one of the dogs out into the woods and kicked the dog to death. Which part of this is illegal in Alabama? All of it. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't sure. Hey, you so, know that if he had filmed that, it would have been called a rough film. <laughs> the Patrick Michael joke. <laughs> All right. Uh, is that a Patrick Michael joke? I hope it is. <laughs> so, ha-cha-cha. So we doing material today. Fucked the dog and then kicked it to death. What was it, like using teeth during oral or something? What did they do to deserve this? I don't know. It was probably thinking for itself. <laughs> Dumb dog. The act led to an aggravated animal abuse charge. Gilbert was booked into the county jail and remains held on bonds there for $10,000. His attorney did not respond to a request for comment, but District Attorney Michael Jackson said more arrests in this case are expected. I want to be just like Alabama. Hold. I think that this guy was fucking both of these dogs, and one of the dogs got jealous of the other dog, and he had to teach it a lesson. Yeah. That, that's my guess. I don't know, man. Either way. The dog was like a fuck animals, jealous please. bitch. <laughs> don't have sex with animals. Be nice to animals. Be nice to animals. Please. That's the one thing. Carl and I could be jaded about anything else, but don't. I mean, we had a guy fucking murder his girlfriend and yeah. chop chunks off of her back, and we're fine. Don't be mean to animals. No, my least favorite thing to this day is the guy who set those kittens on fire. That's my least favorite thing to this day. Uh, how about the guy who did the thing where he put him in the, the vacuum sealer? I don't know. Let's not talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Our else? next creep is a real fucking gem. Oof. Craig Anthony Wheatman. Yeah. Well, this is a story here. He confessed to breaking into a 92-year-old woman's Burton Street home in Sydney, Australia. Okay. And sexually assaulting her in an incident that left the woman's family and the police even fucking, like, shaken. Yeah, it turned her to dust. Third thrust in. (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) Fucking a 92-year-old corpse. And then the guy just pulls out a piece of paper. Turns out it's his bucket list and he just crosses it off. (laughs) 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 Fucked a woman to death. Done. I... I Literally rather fuck a dead 22-year-old than an alive 92-year-old. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I mean, it depends on how long the body's been there, but you know what I mean. This guy is 29. Yeah. And uh, he used a ladder to enter the woman's home through her bathroom window at about 11.30 p.m. Came in through the bathroom window. Yeah, I don't think this is what they were singing about. Oh, okay. 
He was using a pair of shears to remove the internal fly screen and climb through. The court was told that Weeman took off his pants, slapped the wood across both sides of the face. <laughs> Don't get fresh. <laughs> Talk the language she understands. Ooh, like my husband used to. This is down in Australia, too. Yeah. This is a weird crime for Australia. Yeah. He threatened her with the shears, take her clothes off. Weeman picked up a small plastic bag containing fuse wires. Mm-hmm. He emptied it. Good. That's a smart move right there because the next thing he does, <laughs> that would have sucked if he hadn't emptied it first. Yeah. He then used it to wrap his penis before forcing himself into her. Wait, he, <laughs> he didn't want to get her pregnant? What, why is he making a makeshift condom you before you this woman? You want your dick to touch that old pussy? No. <laughs> I don't want anything touching it. Well, I mean, Carl, what are you supposed to do at that point? Oh, God. There isn't enough lube in the world. Uh, the prosecutor told the court the woman, quote, felt so much pain she thought her leg was going to break. Yeah. When he was finished, Wheatman forced the woman into her shower before running piping hot water over her and pouring detol oil and vinegar over her head in an attempt to Aww. cover up the crime. It's nice when the rapist gives you the rape shower, you know? Full service rape is what we're doing here. <laughs> when he was finished, he... Uh, Forced her way back into the bedroom, handed over her wallet and keys. She called the police. Apparently, after he left, the woman was taken to the Royal Prince Alfred Hospital, where doctors found she had extensive bruising on her arms and face, skin tears, a swollen left You know knee. where those skin tears were, too. I don't want to talk about it, but... Uh, and blurred vision as a result of the chemicals that this guy dumped in her fucking face. And the fact that she's 92 years old. Yeah, her vision isn't perfect. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. They found uh, her wallet... You gonna blame cardiac on... Uh, or I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. They found all of her stuff around the corner in a uh, bag along the side of the road. And after being at large for more than a day, Wheatman was arrested by specialist sex crimes detectives on Sunday near a home where he had been squatting. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they got him so quick, but uh, they did. He didn't react to the facts being read in court. He told police he had no recollection of what he did because he had drunk a whole bottle of bourbon that whoa, day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not start blaming bourbon now. That's what I'm saying. Don't this drag is a real bourbon down with you, you asshole. It's not the bourbon's fault. I'll, I'll tell you, Vinny, I've drank too much bourbon before. Never raped a 90-year-old. Never. Never once. Now, I like this. Racist tweets? Sure. Raping a nine-year-old? No. Don't do that. Well, certainly not. We even <laughs> said he did not remember the sexual assault. He did say, though, I had this gut feeling I was running from something more than just stealing from someone. I'm not a thief, but this was something worse. I was scared. I was, like, really upset for myself. I don't know what I did. Oh, he's the victim. Yeah. Poor guy. And he said, I spent two days full of anxiety thinking about what did I do? I don't even know what I did. And I'm so scared. <laughs> that blackout anxiety that you got. And then you're like, oh, I raped a 92-year-old. Damn it. Either way, he's in a reappeared court December 16th for judgment. In Australia, I hope judgment involves being thrown to crocodiles. Do they have crocodiles there? Well, he was the crocodile hunter. Was that's from true. Australia. All right. Yeah, that's a good point. Thank you. Maybe just shove a stingray on his back or something. Thank you. Who won bingo? Do we know? No, I have no idea. Okay. Aren't you on the Discord? Um, I could be. Let's see. Uh, well, Cardiff Electric cheated. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> he just wrote Carl sucks in every square. And I mean, it's true, but. Every now and again, that Cardiff makes me laugh. New Patreon episode is up right now. We inducted Dan Schneider into the Hall of Fame. You can check that out, patreon.com, The Creep Off. You can listen to past episodes at thecreepoff.com. And more importantly, you could go there to vote on this week's Creep. Very good. Carl, anything you want to say to the people before we get out of here? Let's not forget, everybody. Cuz. 
Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. That's right, Carl Cuzaroo's vote for Carl at thecreepoff.com. Bullshit. Excelsior. True believers. It's nice to be important. You know what? I miss penis. It's more important to be nice. Gagia. What are you talking about? Are you a boner guy? We hope you have the most wonderful Thanksgiving, don't we, Carl? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. What's a critical one? So we asking for advantage. Victim is blamed. Vinny wins. Vinny resells his creep after his turn. And Suttering John mentioned, yeah, I think I think you're right. Congratulations, Critical. Congrats. See you next week. May your enemies be cursed in your podcast adventures.